Happy Wednesday, everybody. Wednesday, October 14th, and it's Wednesday, and that means it's time for another live new episode of Real Fun Sports presented by Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. They bring excitement to Southern Maryland. Hey, everyone. I'm Courtney Lachlan, joined by Kelly Collis. Kelly, you have a nice guest with you, although I don't know if I like his attire that he's wearing, <laughs> but I think that that's all part of the plan of what we're talking about today. <laughs> yes, we had to, you know, call in the family to talk a little hockey. I know there's been a lot of movement in hockey. And, of course, my husband, who plays on the Old Man League in Montgomery County, Maryland, and also <laughs> also loves the Buffalo Bills. Or, I'm sorry, the, we watched the Bills game last night. Let's not talk, even talk about that. The Buffalo Sabres, of course, their hockey team, um, he came down to bring his expertise uh, to talk a little hockey because I know there's been a lot of movement. Yeah, it was a been a crazy um, couple days starting, um, I guess, with the draft last week and then ending last Friday or starting last Friday on October 9th with the free agency and the NHL. And it, it's been weird because usually October is the start of hockey and this would usually be like opening day and opening night for the Caps and all teams around the league. But instead, we were kind of dealing with the free agency time. And I have to say, and Patrick, I know I have some questions about you about some of these signings, especially with the Sabres. Um, it's been an interesting time because of obviously everything happening in our world and what teams have been doing in terms of signing players. And Kelly, this will be interesting to see what other sports teams do, like baseball and football in terms of signing guys in the offseason because of the economic state of everything. Um, so just I want to give a quick landscape of what happened kind of in the NHL and a couple numbers for you guys. So number one, the most important thing is that the salary cap stayed flat. So usually there's a rise in the salary cap and there wasn't this year because of everything that's happening in our world. So that affected players that got signed and really for how much money and for their for how long their terms were really short. Just a quick note, though, about opening day on free agency last year. 126 contracts were signed, $708 million. This year on opening day for free agency, 80 contracts and $302 million, so about half. Um, so, again, just interesting landscape. And, Kelly, I'll be interested to see what happens with baseball. And I know that you're going to be giving an update, too, of MLB and their World Series and maybe fans in the stands a little bit later on in the show. But one biggest signing to me, and that was Petrangelo, who um, was traded or was signed in Vegas as a UFA, seven years, $61 million, and Vegas kind of cleared house. And I'm going to bring this full circle at the end of the show because I have a story about the guy that they actually traded for some picks to make room for Petrangelo, and that's Nate Schmidt. I know, Kelly, you've had some time to interview him too, and it was really great. But, Patrick, this is your time to kind of give me your take on what happened because – Buffalo signed Taylor Hall, one year, $8 million. Are you happy as a Buffalo Sabres fan? Personally, I am because I remember back when Everly and Hall entered the league back with Edmonton 10 years ago. Uh, they were the most dynamic young duo that was going to just change the entire NHL. It uh, didn't quite work out that way for uh, Edmonton, um, but I've always loved those two players. Uh, and to certainly see where Everly's gone with the Islanders is, is quite amazing. Hall's... Hall's numbers have been up and down. He's moved around. Uh, he's been uh, uh, with the Devils and with, with the Yotes. Uh, so certainly that his career path has not been as good. But I think the, the thing that people overlooked was he had played for Ralph Kruger, the, the current coach of the Sabres, uh, back in uh, his, his his first year back at Edmonton uh, when he was the assistant coach there. So they have a personal relationship. And uh, I think uh, – 
relationships go a long way uh, with players uh, that are struggling to get back on track. So I think his reasoning for picking a one-year $8 million contract was that Buffalo's also a small market. We picked up Jack Quinn uh, in the draft, eighth, eighth overall, which a lot of people have been skeptical of. Uh, I personally like it uh, because they needed a, a strong goal-scoring winger, but uh, it's um, people have questioned that that decision. So, um, But as you know uh, very well, uh, with w- since free agency is coming to place, the timing of when you put together the star team is really hard to do. How you pull all the right pieces together mm-hmm. in that year uh, it's hard. The days of the Islanders and the Montreal Canadiens and the Flyers winning three, four Stanley Cups in a row or six within four years, that's hard to do in this climate. And COVID has only made it harder because the time has shifted. Um, so a lot going on there. Uh, wait, does this mean the Sabres are going to win the Stanley Cup this year? <laughs> I mean, we, we, have you guys ever won the Stanley Cup? We're not going to Vegas and making that bet. Nope. So this was going to be my question, question for you, Patrick, is like, do you think this is a make or break year? For the Sabres and for someone like Taylor Hall, just because these contracts that they signed these guys for are not normal, right? Like we've never seen one year, $8 million. Yes, some of the big guys, like I mentioned, Petrangelo signed, what, a a seven-year, $61 million contract. But even, and I'll get to this a little later, like the Caps, they're signing guys to one year, right? They're getting even like bargain discounts for some of these players because the the salary cap is A flat and then... Nobody, I think, wants to make these big-time commitments to these players. So do you think that this is, like, make or break? I mean, you said Taylor Hall has an up-and-down season. Players want a long-term contract, right? Like, I don't think anybody would be happy signing. Yes, one one. I I would be very happy to sign a one-year $8 million show or $8 million with real fun sports or whatever is out there. But do you you think this is a make-or-break year for him in terms of he's got to prove it to himself and his teammates in the league? I mean, I believe he's ten year, tenth year in the league, tenth or eleven. So he's in, he's almost thirty years old if he isn't thirty already. Uh, yeah, this is this is make or break for him. And I think he was looking for a coach that was going to give him the opportunity to excel and and get back onto that first line and and be a, a major player on a team. And Ralph Kruger, I think, committed to doing that, which is why he, he took took the deal. So the numbers are good; it's a short term, but I think this is what he looks as as his last hurrah. If he's going to, after this this coming year, um, if he can truly put some good numbers on the board, he can either, the Sabres will want to keep him to be the uh, mature side for Jack Eichel, who is his, mm-hmm. is their long-term player, um, or they deal him off as an asset. And that sounds so awful. I hate free agency for that reason. But he, yeah. if he, his numbers go up, he'll be worth something, and they can they can make a deal to do that. So it's interesting uh, how they uh, how they look at it. And, and don't forget, this is the first year of the Sabres' new GM, Gavin Adams. So right. that is a uh, you got to give every manager that that term by which to get to that point. That's usually three to five years. Um, so hopefully, uh, the Pagula family will give him the opportunity to do that. Buffalonians have a lot of patience. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're willing to wait three to five years. Some markets might be like one year, and you're out of here. So, so just for those of uh, your, your audience that don't know, because uh, uh, us Buffaloans know it, we're the only major league city. So we have an NFL team. We had an NBA team way, way back when and an NHL team that has never won the championship. And we've been around since the 60s for the Bills in 1970. And you know what? Last night the Bills had a Tuesday night football, and they were 3-0, and and they got their – We were – we were four huh. and one. Four and oh, they were four and one, and they got their butt spanked. And, and just so you know, the, the Bagulas own both the Bills and the Sabers, so they can buy themselves some time 
by keeping a quality product in the bills, why the Sabres uh, are, are rebuilding. Uh, so there's a little bit of play by the ownership with that as well, especially with the seasons hmm. overlapping so much like they do. Right. Well, yes, we are a D.C.-based sports show, but see, like, we can participate with the other team. We like other fans. Yeah, well, you know, he, he's a Nats fan, <laughs> um, but he, other than that, his teams are Buffalo. Patrick, one last question for you. Um, do you think, like, were some of these signings surprising to you, and especially just, like, the Taylor Hall for one year? I, I, I was shocked, I have to admit. I didn't see yeah. anything at all. So, and, and, but across, like, you, like you said, uh, across the league. Uh, right. The game is uh, COVID has impacted the game in many different ways, mm-hmm. and it's certainly uh, if you're a GM, you're looking at a whole new uh, approach to how you build a team and how you keep a quality product on the ice, and it's it's tough. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of guys, like I said, and I'll mention it when we talk about the Caps here in a little bit about guys that were just signing, right? Because it, and without a long term, because. We don't know, right? And so that's why, like, I, I will be interested to see are some of these other leagues going to follow suit with that, with signing guys to just one year or for half of what they're really valued for? Yeah, and, and the other part of the numbers is is you have to have fans in the stands. Those are ticket sales that yeah. pay with the salaries. And I'm not as inside as you are, but I'm hearing a lot of rumblings that the league is not going to start until there are uh, fans in, in the seats and hopefully not, not at 25%. Right. Uh, like football is doing right now. So it, they need to get those stadiums filled up. And as you know, uh, when I moved here in the 70s, you could buy a Caps ticket in the front <laughs> row for 15 bucks. And and I've been to games now where you can't even find a square inch to stand in right. that stadium. So uh, unfortunately, it's, it goes against the whole COVID protocols right now. But hopefully we can uh, our, our smart medical people and, uh, and and others can get to that point where we can get back to the normal way to watch a hockey game. See, Kelly, now this is where if you if he had his own screen, you'd just be like, boop, bye. <laughs> I know. Instead, I'd be like, bye. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Patrick. I, I appreciate your insights. And, yeah, we are a D.C.-based show, but it's great to um, get other perspectives, especially with what was happening around the league with free agency. And I know that that was – I know you're so passionate about um, the Buffalo Sabres. And to me, that was kind of just a – Wow, really? Um, type of deal that they that they signed him for. Um, we are still talking about DC sports because his old man hockey team in 2015 uh, what, came in second place in the championship. Was up in Toronto, played in the tournament, did the whole thing. We have a trophy, we have a cup, we have the whole thing. So it is kind of local. I mean, that's Montgomery County. Which he like drank at your wedding or something or yeah, something no, like that. It, it, the name of the team is the Barbarians. So shout out to the uh, local Montgomery County Hockey League. Our, um, captain, our captain Mikey Massaro, but he's out, he's out listening right now. He always listens. So have you um have you been playing at all? So uh, we just re- just received the email from the league, uh, Hockey North America. Um, they're requiring masks uh, to play. Yeah. And uh, most of the guys at my age, uh, that just doesn't work. Um, so we're probably going to delay the start. They're doing a mini fall season, uh, so it really wasn't a full season anyway. Um, so a lot of guys are just going to skate uh, on the side. But no, I I, I don't think it's going to come together just because mm-hmm. until, until we get when they when there's people back in the seats at, at the Caps game, we'll we'll probably go back <laughs> to the same. At the same time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no yeah, one because only your fans, right? <laughs> so I do want to bring up one subject for you guys to talk about okay. later. Is wait, wait, this is not your show. What this is this? Is Courtney producer, <laughs> producer Patrick now? No, just a quick question. In doing my re- my quick research, um, there are a lot of cute young players coming out uh, of the draft. So I'm surprised you ladies haven't talked more about how good look ho- hockey players are in general compared to other sports. Uh, aren't hockey players um, generally? Uh, 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 you talked about 
the goalie from the uh, the Rangers uh, the other day. Long quest. Okay, but yeah, you but, you were here to talk about Buffalo, yeah. so you're, now you're done. All right, fine. <laughs> See you. Go Bills. Go Bills. All right. Okay. That was our well, special guest for today. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, to your husband Patrick. It, it was just it's it's good sometimes to get other perspectives from absolutely what's happening around other sports and other sports fans. Um, but we'll bring it back to DC now, right? Yeah. Okay. One thousand percent. Let's bring it back to DC and things happening around DC sports. Um, we talked about kind of the NHL and the NHL free agency, which happened on Friday. Um, so let's get into what happened with the Caps. There's a lot to get to and a lot of news and, and notes to kind of break down into in terms of what happened with them. Kelly, to me, the biggest thing was that the Caps have had now two first round exits um, in the playoffs. They brought in a new coach that we've talked about on this show and Peter Laviolette. And I'm so impressed with how they were still able to make so many minor tweaks and adjustments that it's not a rebuild, right? Like this is not a rebuild for the Washington Capitals. They still have their core, but Brian McClellan did a really good job of bringing in pieces that he thinks he needs to be another Stanley cup team. Like I don't think the time here in DC is over yet for them to be a contender. Um, so let's get to uh, who's in and who's out and who's still left from the caps and who uh, left at free agency. We have, some of the signings out, obviously, the biggest one is Brayden Holtby. Radko Gudis goes to Florida. Travis Boyd goes to Toronto. Lewington out. Obviously, Kovalchuk is still out on the market. He hasn't been signed yet. And on the in list, Patrick nicely mentioned Henrik Lundqvist, the goalie from the New York Rangers. They signed him to a one-year, $1.5 million um, dollar deal. And then the Cavs got some more depth on the blue line. I mentioned last show, Kelly, that... Uh, Michael Kempney was out and we had Joe B talk about kind of the decor and with Michael Kempney out long term six to eight months the Caps really needed to solidify that blue line they brought in a defenseman from the Pittsburgh Penguins and Jeff Schultz we've had good success with Pittsburgh Penguins defenseman with Matt Niskanen um, and Brooks Orpik so hopefully that could be a good sign and then other than that just some depth depth moves um, but I want to get into what I think may be one of the bigger moves and that is Henrik Lundqvist and Yes, Patrick said to talk about good-looking men. Yes, uh, Henrik Lundqvist is extremely <laughs> good-looking. Um, but I like this because he's a guy that he was bought out from his contract in New York. Again, all these teams trying to get rid of these high-contract guys that have long terms. And he signed a one-year deal here in Washington for one and a half. It's not about the money for him. He is a, loves New York. Um It's more about that he still wants to play, right? And he still wants an opportunity to play for a team that – is going to hoist a cup. And so I like his confidence here um, coming to D.C., and I think he's a great veteran to teach the young guys like Samsonov um, it, to be a veteran goaltender. Um, so that's kind of like the who's in, who's out. Um, any notes on that, Kelly? You still with me? Uh, no, I, I'm still with you. I, he's the top of my uh, to get a selfie with when the season starts back up again. I'm there with you um, because he's also just like a legend. Like he's just like one of those guys that is just everybody knows Henrik Lundqvist. Um, him, what, and Brendan Dillon, we got to get a selfie with? Uh, yes, yes. Those, <laughs> I mean, so when we – I don't even know what the protocol is anymore because you can't get close to anyone. So I don't know. May, yeah, you may have to wait. You have that long stick thingy that you put a mic on. We can just stick a camera on that. <laughs> For sure. Take a hockey stick. Uh, I'll work on that. Okay, that'll be your job. So when the season comes back, we can take all these selfies with all these players. Um, okay, so we talked about kind of who's in, who's out from the Caps with the free agency. 
The one guy, though, that everybody has been talking about that is so heartbreaking, I think everyone's still mourning the loss of this one, is Braden Holpe. Um, he did sign a two-year deal in Vancouver for $4 million. And I want to get to some fan tweets about their reactions to Holpe leaving. It's kind of crazy to me. Even I, I was out shopping the other day. And I saw some uh, one of the sales reps at one of the stores and she's like, oh, Courtney, I just I know her just from shopping around. And she was like, oh, what do you think about Brayden Hopey leaving? Like, that's this. That's what everybody's talking about. And I think we all knew it was coming with his contract being up and especially everything with the salary cap. But the day that he left, I think, was was so sad. So, Kelly, we have some fan tweets. But before I get to that, I want to know what is your favorite memory of Brayden Hopey? Well, obviously, I mean, even if you're not a huge Caps fan, he's so iconic as a goaltender and with the Stanley Cup and with his hair and his putting the water bottle on his head <laughs> and his beard and his hat that he wears when he's off the ice. Um, but I really, him and his wife getting so involved in the Pride Parade and with the gay community was kind of um, a really cool memory that I have of him because he didn't just like, you know, make a donation or send out a tweet. They actually walked in the parade. They had a parade float here. I mean, we're showing photos of him hugging people along the, the route. I mean, it just how can you not just love a guy that's um, getting involved in in uh, the community and actually being like an active member of it? Right. Uh, I just love that. Yeah. And he's he made so many fans that way. I remember we even talked to um Fatou Ba on our cap show that we did during the playoffs. And she says, oh, like he was one of the reasons I became such a fan, right? So all of these players, all, all of these fans loved hockey and the Cavs just because Braden, I feel like Holpe brought everybody um, into the community. So I wanted to kind of give a shout out to some of the Braden Holpe fans out there and give them an opportunity to maybe air their grievances of some of their favorite moments and what they'll miss most about um, Braden Holpe, pure joy of throwing off his helmet when they won the cup, fountain celebration, the save, um, the parade, the community, um, ugly crying right now. Oh, we all are ugly crying. Um, Anne Marie, this is great because Braden Holpe, like you said, Kelly, was so important in the community um, dreams for kids event. My son was 12 now. I, that's something and that, that's a wonderful photo that you'll remember and, and cherish forever. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of other a lot of other fans said the save um, move to D.C., the winter classic instantly my favorite. He was just so likable. He, he was a likable, I feel like approachable. He also saved like a kitten on a bridge one time. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's, what's that? He was like on the Wilson Bridge going yes, for a walk. And he saw yes, and he saved a kitten. Exactly. Um, Alan, the save, um, everything else that he does in the community. Yeah, a lot of people saying the save, um, yeah. the beast. I'm going to miss some fun fact about the save. And I should have taken a picture of it. But um, last one from James, his interviews, he's blunt, honest. Oh, and I have a story about that. But my first story is about the save. Every time I come down to this studio, there is a photo of the save that my that Braden Holpe signed to my dad that says "Thanks for everything, Locker." So I'm reminded every day <laughs> of um, the save and Braden Holpe. So those are just some memories um, that we wanted to get on here and have Caps fans have a place to talk about their favorite memories of Braden Holpe. So we thank everybody for sending in their tweets. Um, so I just said one story, Kelly, about the save. My second story, and there was a, cheap, uh, a tweet there from James that said about his interviews. So uh, fun fact, Braden Holpe was the first ever professional athlete, player, 
anything that I ever interviewed when I started this position. And it, I was literally kind of like thrown into the wolves and I was working for a monumental sports network at the time and doing a show caps Redline. And it was the first game of the penguin series back in April, 2017. And they said, Courtney, you're going to go in there and interview a couple players for some content. And I'm like, this is just, this is great. Like I'm excited, but I'm also like so nervous. I think I was like, pooping my pants because <laughs> I have never talked to any of these players before. Maybe just like in passing and met them through my dad, but my dad wasn't there to help me. Like it was just like, okay, you're going to practice and okay. It's the, it's the penguins playoff series. Have fun. Um, and so I had a chance to talk to Holpe and, and James in one of those tweets said, Oh, his interviews, he was so blunt. I will say that he was very, very kind, but Holpe also, it's a man of few words. And so the questions um, or his answers were very short, um, but I will remember that um, probably for the rest of my life, just because he was, like I said, the first interview um, that I did and penguins and the excitement and practice and all these things, it, it made for a lot of great drama. But to bring it full circle, Kelly, to the beginning of the show, when we talked about, when I talked about a player, Petrangelo, signing with Vegas, Vegas had to trade somebody to make some room for their salary cap. And they actually ended up trading Nate Schmidt. So the same day that I interviewed Holpe, I also interviewed Nate Schmidt, who has now been traded. And I found this clip from the archives. I don't have the Holpe one, maybe because I'm going to say my questions weren't good, not that his <laughs> answers weren't good. Um, so for the same day that I did that interview with Holpe, we found this clip from the archives of me interviewing Nate Schmidt. All right now I heard you have a special message. No, I don't have a, I, I'm blanking right now. No, I, uh, I thought you had a special, me special I, message. I, I don't have anything besides put your pants on, folks. Be ready for Thursday. There you go. You heard it from Nate Schmidt. Uh, no. <laughs> put so your pants cute. on. <laughs> put your pants on. You need to like make that your ringtone. Put your pants on. I mean, Kelly, you even got, you got to interview Nick too, right? I, I got to interview him uh, at phone interviews, but he was like our go-to guy. Um, gosh, what year was it? Would have been, I think, 16 and 17. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was our go to like the caps PR people would be like, oh, just you can talk to Nate because we were we were in a sports show. We were more of a lifestyle show and they, they kind of knew what they were getting with us. And he always was a good sport about about talking with us and asking answering my silly questions. Totally. And the whole interviewing and even just like, I mean, locker room's a whole another thing too, but like, you have to have the courage to go up to these players too, right? And be like, hey, can I interview you and stick a microphone in their face? And I remember doing that with Braden Holpe and he was just sitting there and the producer working with me at the time was like, go, go. But I'm like, do I need to ask permission? Do I need to like ask them, hey, Braden? And they were just like, like, it, you kind of have to be like, I don't want to say aggressive, but you do. You just have to be like, Hey, I'm asking you a question. Like, this is what's up. And I just remember sitting next to him and it was still in his gear. And I was like, do I have to wait for him to change? But you also have to like get them quickly, right? Before they change. Um, so the whole interviewing thing, I think I would still be nervous. Like if I went up there and had to interview Ovi, I'd probably be peeing my pants. Um, just because 
I still think it's it's nerve wracking a little bit. I've been I interviewed Nats players several times in their in their clubhouse um, before games, and it is um, a very intimidating process, especially you're dealing with with other members of the media that right. see these players day in day out. They travel with them, and you're kind of like, who's this person coming in? And I remember I, I interviewed Jason Worth. It was the first time that they were in the playoffs, so this was in 2012, and. At the time, there was a whole myth about um, one of the racing presidents, the tradition during the Nats game, of Teddy Roosevelt winning the race. And there was a lot of rumors, was he going to win? Was it going to be a curse? And I just thought it would be fun because, again, I'm not a sports reporter, um, to ask Jason Worth, who, like Holtby, is a man of few words. And all the rest of the press pool knew not to talk to Jason Worth. <laughs> I'm just like, boop, 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 bouncing over <laughs> talking to Jason Worth. And he just like... And, you know, he's intimidating. He had big, long hair and the beard and all the things. And I asked him about Teddy Roosevelt, and he goes, I'm not going to answer that question. That is just silly. Like, okay, this is not going to go well. <laughs> so I, I, I get it. Yeah, but but the thing that you learn when you go down into the clubhouse or the locker room um, is you know the players that, you're, that are going to be a little bit more tolerant of right. those types of questions and have a little fun and you know the ones that are not <laughs> totally i learned that year <laughs> and and hey there's no doubt about it too that yes well brain holpy i feel like brain holpy was like a man of few words but he he did say great things and he would say he'd be honest and truthful um and so i know not only just fans will miss brayden holpy but the media will too just because he was so soft-spoken and, and welcoming right like he Yes, I was extremely nervous sitting next to him and talking to him. But like once we got going, it was like, oh, he's just talking about hockey. He's just talking about stopping the puck, right? Like it's just, he was great. And I will, I will fondly remember that. And I'll remember that um, moment forever just because Aww. I feel like it was baby Courtney. And now I'm flying solo. <laughs> <laughs> so that was. Oh, hang on. I think we lost uh, Courtney's mic here for just a second. Oh, you're back. My back. Yes, you're back. Not really. Well, I can hear you. You can? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, can you hear? I'm hearing you out of my computer. All these things happening. I'm so upset that Brayden Hopi's leaving. I know. It was his little sign to you. <laughs> it was. Well, that's the Caps news, Kelly. Um, and I'm kind of sad because I feel like there won't be any for a while. Yeah. Um, which is why I feel like I just went on this 26 and 45 second rant on caps and hockey, because I feel like it's going to be a little quiet now on the NHL front um, until we kind of get some updates on what the next season will look like. So Kelly, thank you for letting me have my time to talk a lot about NHL and caps, but now I leave it to you to give us an update on what's happening around other sports and baseball. Yes, so I can relate to you with um, the Nats obviously are not in the playoffs, and I have like a Twitter feed with all the Nats reporters and Nats players, and um, I go on there every morning just out of habit. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's no there's no Nats news. It's <laughs> really there's nothing there. But there is baseball news, and it is exciting because the uh, road to the World Series is happening. And what's really cool, um, the silver lining in the pandemic, which I think we always look for, is that there is games every night. Um, usually in the playoffs, you have like a day off as the teams are traveling. Sometimes they're traveling far across country or to another city. Now they're in sort of a, a mini bubble playing every night. So here's where we are. 
Thank goodness the Rays are beating the Astros. They have, they're one game away from going to the World Series. They've got to win tonight, and they'll sweep the Astros. No one wants to see the Astros in the playoffs, I think, except for the Astros. Um, and the Rays had an incredible season. It's so cool to see um, them doing so great. And this is a great tweet that I have up here. And these two players having a sense of humor here. Uh, it's a pair of eyes looking at a ball, and it's a bat looking at a ball, like on a whiteboard. It's like a very simple thing. See the ball, hit the ball. <laughs> That's all they need to do, and they're off to the World Series. And also, to bring it back to hockey, Courtney, the Rays are from Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay just had a had a, a big old parade on the water where they celebrated their NHL team. So I took a minute to go through, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself because they've got to beat the Astros. Just one game, guys. Come on. <laughs> um, they There has not been a team that has um, won both NHL and MLB since really the 30s, and that was the Giants and the Yankees or the Rangers. Um, and, the, and the Yankees. But I want to ask you, there was in, I believe it was 2000, I'm just looking at my notes here, the Devils won the NHL and the Yankees won the MLB. Are the Devils considered oh. a New York team? <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it's close enough. They're in the same media market. <sighs> so that would be the most recent example where you have these sort of back-to-back -back wins with those two types of teams. Oh, that's such a great question. Do you consider the Devils New York? I know. I think they're a Jersey team. Jersey team, but Jersey doesn't have a baseball team. So I don't know. So I just I, I throw it I throw it out there. So it, it, my point is, is wouldn't it be exciting? Tampa, I mean, not a lot of exciting things happen in Tampa if they have <laughs> these two winning teams. <laughs> Uh, on the other side, the Braves are sweeping the Dodgers. It's 2-0. Uh, again, they're, they both play tonight, so there's two games every night. And the World Series starts, no matter what, next Tuesday. We are having a World Series. Wow. It's incredible. It's kind of on the same time track as a normal. we normally would see a World Series. Yeah. And they're in a bubble. They're at the uh, Rangers Stadium in Texas, in Arlington, Texas, starting on Tuesday. And the MLB is selling tickets. And uh, it's kind of wild to see. Uh, I, I pulled a screenshot from Vivid Seats, which is a third party. Tickets for a World Series game? I mean, we don't know who's playing yet. Not bad. Six, seven hundred dollars. Now you have to figure out how to get there, but I heard airfare is pretty cheap these days. Um, yeah. So it's kind of exciting. I mean, you got to see what teams end up going there. Um, you know, the Braves in Tampa Bay is not the ideal matchoff. I think that the MLB wanted to see. I think they rather see an, a. Uh, a Astros Dodgers series because the Astros and the Dodgers played each other a couple of years ago and the Dodgers lost. And the reason why that's significant is because the Astros at the time were accused of cheating. So I think the Dodgers would love to get their hands on the Astros yet again and, and play in the world series against them. I always wonder when they do those um, arenas or stadiums that are, I guess, neutral, yes. um, do they a lot like 50% for half, like half the fan base or is it just like anybody can go like, and I'm assuming anybody can go, but like, do they want to make sure that 50% is fan base is for each team? Uh, that's interesting. I don't know how they, I mean, typically if you're a season ticket holder, I know this from doing 
you know, the, our World Series champions, which, by the way, the Nats are still the World Series champions because, you know, <laughs> there's not a new one yet. So, you know, we're yeah, there we go. Out. Yeah, there, there's the, the, my favorite photo. We're still World Series champions. Yay. Um, <laughs> so uh, they do, uh, you know, and I think the Caps do this, too. There's a sort of allotment that you can buy a, a strip of tickets for um, the, the playoffs and for the World right. Series. It ain't cheap, um, and it's and the, and it's hard to come by too because the MLB, and in the baseball's case, the MLB does reserve some for their peeps. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but I, I mean, there's a World Series happening in yeah. the middle of the pandemic, and I, I kind of feel like how you felt like there's a Stanley Cup going to happen, there's a World Series going to happen. So it, you know what? NBA just wrapped up their season. Like, way to go! The NFL is trucking through their season. So this is exciting. I almost think it, it's like now that hockey's over, right? And now we're on the other side of it. It's almost like now there's so many more question marks, right? Like, because the whole point was of the uh, all sports coming back was we just need to finish the season. We just need to award a champion, right? And now it's like, okay, this it was, and it was so exciting at the time. And then it's like, Okay, but now there's so many unknowns. Like I was just talking about, I don't know the next time we're going to talk about hockey or the NHL because now it's just like that sitting and waiting game. So I I, I totally um, appreciate. For you, I, Locker, though, for baseball, April 1st is opening day. They've already released the schedule. So <laughs> I'm hanging on to that. That is true. And that is true. But I know yeah. hockey, it's, it's a weird thing because – Baseball was able to keep their somewhat normal time frame where every other and NFL is able to sort of keep their time frame, although there's a lot of talk about um, they're, they're going to have to shift the, the season a little bit with some of the games that have been missed. Uh, so I don't know. I hope hockey comes back. I hope you get some certainty in your life soon. <laughs> I know. I can't live like this, Kelly. <laughs> day by day. When is it coming back? when are we going to hear news? And that's why like this week, okay, like this was fun. It was exciting. You had signings. You had, you got to see who was coming to your team. Who was going to be in a new uniform. And now it's like, okay, now what? Baseball. Oh, that's so fun. So what is the rumor there? Is it, it's, it's, I mean, it's November, December, new year. We don't know. The new new year, I guess, is the new um, target date. And, you know, Patrick was even saying fans, no fans. Like the NHL can't afford to have no fans in the stadiums, really. Um, They need those fans. I I know some of the minor leagues are starting up in, I think, October and November, which is good news because they're going to start to play. Um, But the NHL is just a big, fat question mark right now. Well, one thing is for sure, we're still going to talk sports because next week, at least there'll be baseball. That we will be in the middle of the World Series. <laughs> I'll still be the, the Nats will still be the winner of the 2019 uh, World Series championship. Uh, so I will hang on to that as long as I possibly can. So that starts next Tuesday. Yep. Okay, so that means next week on Real Fun Sports, Kelly will be able to give us all the updates of what happened with the World Series and give us a nice little breakdown of baseball. I guess I will have to live with that. Um, I'd rather have no sports or sports than no sports. So, yes. So we're all right with that. Um, one last thing, Kelly, before we wrap up here is I did talk about Henrik Lundqvist and we talked about him a lot on today's episode of Real Fun Sports. And we do have a little message from him that he sent out to Caps fans about him signing and being the new Washington Capitol. Hey, Caps fans, Henrik Lundqvist here. I just want to say I'm very excited to join 
Washington Capitals. Uh, great opportunity for me. I'm very grateful for it. And I look forward to seeing Washington soon. Okay. I watched that video like 17 times. One, I wanted to just like get the positive ID on him. So when I see him walking around the wild, but my goodness, he is a good looking specimen. And he has a twin brother. Does he play hockey though? He used to. Oh, or is he like an investment banker? <laughs> no, he, I don't know what he does now. He retired, but he only played a little bit of time. Oh um, so yeah, I mean, there's two of them walking around this world. <laughs> that just doesn't seem fair. And his hair is like perfect. <laughs> And we all, everyone used to say they love Brayden Holpe's hair, right? I I don't know. That would be a tough call for me, Lundquist and Holpe. Is he married? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I and I think the brother is too. I, I'm married too. I, I know you're single, <laughs> Courtney, but I would make a good wing woman for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, so. <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll be your wing woman. I'll be like, Court, I'm just with Court, hanging with Courtney. With our long selfie <laughs> stick with the hockey <laughs> with the hockey stick totally <laughs> all right well we thank you guys for joining our show today um kelly thank you so much for all your insights and all your updates on baseball um we will be back next week for another live episode of real fun sports thanks for watching real fun sports presented by prince frederick chrysler jeep dodge ram they bring excitement to southern maryland head to their website princefrederickdodge.com to check out what they have hanging out on there. Carla, thanks guys. We will see you guys next week. Kelly, we'll be talking about the World Series. Maybe we'll have to bring back some Lundquist photos just to make us happy and talk about some hockey stuff. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. At Prince Frederick Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, they always treat my family like family. And Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram will do the same for you. They bring excitement to Southern Maryland. Welcoming cap superstars, baseball and football players. Popping up a beach party in their parking lot. They make the holidays bright for everyone and extra special for some with Toys for Tots. Now, Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram brings Southern Maryland excitement to you. We've delivered as far as Massachusetts so far. Anywhere, anytime, we're open for delivery. We can pick your vehicle up, car will be repaired, brought back to the home, sanitized again, contact free. The biggest thing that everybody's thinking about is how can I be safe? How can I still get my vehicle? How can I choose a new vehicle? You know, we have everybody sitting at home. It's kind of fun to look at a new car. We're pre-owned. Visit Prince Frederick Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram at PrinceFrederickDodge.com or come see them on Route 4 South in the heart of Prince Frederick. And thanks to Crop Metcalf. Not sure your home's cooling system is going to make it through the rest of the season? Call Crop Metcalf today and ask about special installation and service financing plans, including six months of no payments on qualifying service calls. Visit CropMetcalf.com to schedule an appointment. Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician.